Because George Carlin's the best. I want to watch a documentary about his life. George who? He's been dead for 14 years. He's a, he's a dead man. He's a fucking corpse. You know what else is fucking, fucking a corpse? Trapos mailbag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a, that's what's fucking, I can't believe that. I'm sorry. That was my segue. My version of the segue. Yeah, Trapos mailbag is, uh, I don't know. Would you call it full? Would you say the mailbag is full? I don't know. if It, it might be full. How many comments? It's not teeming, are but it's full. Anyway. Welcome to Trapo. It's the show that talks about stuff on purpose. I'm Dustin. I'm Kai. And uh, today, or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, we are opening up Trapo's mailbag once again. We promised them that we would address their, their comments in future episodes. And guess what, Kai? The future has caught up to us. You can comment on the first post on the blog, which no one has ever commented on, by the way. Keep They're... that trend up. Pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, apparently, somebody has commented on the fountain by Lyra Pramick post and the person who has commented on this post is uh well their name is Joyful Noise with a Z and Joyful Noise had some stuff to say because it's like fucking four paragraphs okay here we go Joyful Noise said I like thought-provoking art and I like thought-provoking art criticism I heard Fountain back when it released in the early stages of this cursed pandemic I was isolating in my small apartment for weeks only venturing out to buy groceries early in the morning avoiding all physical human contact I had this music in heavy rotation for a few months and it helped keep me sane i guess i didn't know too much about its construction although i told myself i'd look it up eventually almost two years later eventually just slipped my mind and Delta is released. I buy the new music and start actually trying to learn more about this stuff. I find your blog post through Instagram and I read through it a few times. I'm not completely sold on all the dots you're trying to connect here, but I'm genuinely fascinated by all these concepts you're weaving together. You may be onto something or you may be out of your head. Either way, it's a much more interesting read than anything else I've read regarding Lyra Pramic out there. I'm loving the places thinking about all this stuff is taking me. Thanks for pouring your thoughts out here i truly appreciate it lyra premick's groundbreaking work deserves more adventurous critics like you attempting to tune into its particular wavelength in the media music can definitely take us on a journey and good writing about good music can make that journey more enjoyable well thank you for the comment joyful noise although i'm not a critic am i a critic i'm not a critic right i guess technically we're talking about music shit does that make us a critic? Do we have to rate it? I mean, we do kind of rate it. I, I guess, guess that, that makes technically us makes us music critics, okay. media critics. Media critics, well, yeah, that's okay. Fucking weird. It's a weird yeah. thing to think about, but okay, moving okay. on. I mean, that was Thank a very nice comment. Very nice comments. They were very uh, flattering, which I guess I appreciate, but I don't know. I, how am I supposed to take a compliment? Well, I don't think my review of Fountain and Delta is particularly well-written. I think it goes on a little too long. I will say, honestly, I don't think that any other single review about Fountain on the internet hits all of the notes that mine does. I think mine is unique in that regard. Is that a good thing? Probably not. But I think mine is unique because I really do... One thing, I'm not like myself i'm literally just saying that some of the shit i talk about in that review i don't think any other media critic out there has put all those dots together and i think there's a reason for that because i think the commenter says i may be completely missing the point you may yes. be out of your head <laughs> right but yeah i will say i think my all review of those is are true unique. yes it's all true so thank you so much for that comment joyful noise and we're gonna move on all right our next comment it's... is on the bat out of hell retrospective this comment is from new commenter 
I like this one. Hats for Pets. Hats for Pets says, where's all the earnest horny music these days? There's nobody out there in the mainstream throwing out lyrics like, can't you see my faded Levi's bursting apart? Is there a modern Jim Steinman in terms of songwriting, blood dripping hard on your sleeve, bare emotion in all its forms? I'm sure there's somebody out there who might fit that bill at least to a degree, but I sure can't think of them right now. RIP to a pair of real ones. You will be sorely missed, gentlemen. Thank you for your comment, Hats for Pets. I hope the RIP was for Steinman and Meatloaf and not you and me. Did you read tomorrow's newspaper today? <laughs> RIP to a pair of real ones. Is there anyone else right now writing music like Jim Steinman? I don't think there is. I mean, I know there's a lot of sexy music out there. There's a lot of horny music out there, I guess. But I don't, I don't recall anything that has Jim Steinman's particular kind of bent to it. He was a unique voice. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who comes close right now. I would be interested in trying to investigate that on a personal level to see if there's someone out there who's trying to keep that flame alive. There's only one Jim Steinman. That's, that's a fact. Thank you for that comment. Hats for pets. <laughs> Our next comment is from Trapple's Mailbag number 8. It is actually a reply to a comment from Anonymous. Oh, This comment is from Cool as Ice, who says, Breaking down a TV show could be done like a book club. Once a month, you guys could watch an episode of a series and discuss it for a while. You probably have to focus on a show with shorter seasons to make it more feasible, though, which is fine. And uh, that was it. Thank you for the comment, Cool as Ice. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. I feel like a series I would want to talk about the whole thing spoilers and all instead of episode by episode you know maybe a five-part miniseries three-part miniseries sure we could do a couple episodes i don't know that i would want to do a one by one i mean i understand what they're getting at you we could do that theoretically but it would have to be like a miniseries or something but i don't want to do that i don't know i'm sorry yeah. cool as ice i don't think either one of us are interested in doing that it would have to be a current series we would have to record it in a weekend and you would have to edit it next week the whole fucking series in order for it to make sense thanks for the idea cool as ice but i really uh i don't think that's gonna work considering we're doing this part-time this was a full-time gig and we were trying to pump episodes out yeah we could probably figure that out oh yeah if this was a full-time gig for us we would be working overtime to try to figure out a way to do a trackless tv club or whatever that's not what this is so we are not gonna worry about it thank yeah. you cool as ice for the comment but we're moving on to greener pastures these greener pastures are in fact under the album exchange nila for yanya and krista bell post we have a few new comments there our first comment on the album exchanges from Romy. Romy writes, I baked a French silk pie last week and I listened to Midnight Star while I was putting it all together. I had the house to myself so I could crank up the music and based on the reactions from my family, this was the best French silk pie I have ever made and it's already my specialty. So I'm going to give Krista Bell at least partial credit for this delicious, delicious pie. No offense to Bella for Yanya, but if I cooked to painless, which I enjoyed, the final dish would probably turn out bitter or gritty or slightly burnt. The mashed potatoes might wind up in a toxic codependent relationship with the peas. That would not do. <laughs> <laughs> I would share my French silk pie recipe, but it's been in my partner's side of the family for five generations, and she'd probably divorce me if I just posted it on the internet. Sorry, Trapo. 
but we're just not that close. Fair enough, Romy. People can be protective about their recipes. I, I, I get that. Family recipes especially. You don't want to go posting that stuff willy-nilly on the internet. It, it was a fine comment. I appreciated it. I don't... Is anyone... No one talks about the Nilla Friyanya album. I don't know why. I can talk, okay. talk about Painless a little bit, guys. I mean, look, I'm glad that people seem to be wanting to talk about Midnight Star, but come on. Did no one listen to Painless? Our next comment is from Anonymous, our returning champion, the ultimate returning champion. Anonymous says, Who eats clouds for oh fuck me? I didn't read I did not read this comment. Just okay. Do it. Who eats clouds for breakfast? Robots? This is like a Jerry Seinfeld routine. Do robots need to eat in the future? That's just poor engineering. Water vapor is gonna short circuit those robot brains. You might as well just push the robots into a swimming pool. <laughs> Everything else in the record I'm okay with, but this clouds for breakfast policy is a step too far. <laughs> See what I mean? Those comments are fucking hilarious. Clouds for breakfast, I don't know about that. Everything else, I'm pretty good with. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for the comment, Anonymous. I don't think Krista Bell was being literal when she sang clouds for breakfast, but you know what? Maybe she was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care if robots are eating clouds for breakfast. She's on a, She's flying in a ship. Maybe the ship eats clouds for breakfast. That's how it fuels its ship. I don't fuck no thank you for the comment we got more comments we're gonna we're moving on to castle freak now because i'm very upset at least have the balls to put a name on there anonymous if you're gonna take a shit on my blog with your with your words no one took a shit on anything yeah you're right it's not bad i like it i'm a fan up next slew of comments on our episode about 2020's castle freak our first comment comes from returning best friend john doe best friend max power is our best friend sorry john doe Fuck he's him. our other best friend john doe writes this movie sucks it does a bunch of edgy crap just to try to push buttons and be memorable but the script is trash nobody knows how to act and the movie just kind of looks cheap. All this talk of a big Lovecraft shared universe has gone nowhere because nobody wants more of this garbage. Leaving in the actor who played the professor saying, old great ones, was so lazy all around that it just illustrates how little anybody involved in this movie cared about what they were doing. Nobody caught that because nobody was paying attention. What a joke. The old Castle Freak was at least made with care. This remake was ambitious, at least in theory, but in execution it failed on every level. Maybe just preserving that fucked up sex scene out of context is the right call. Big John Doe might be onto something. Thank you for the comment, first off. I can't really defend the movie, and I don't want to. I enjoyed watching it, but it, it is trash. No one's a good actor in that movie except the Castle Freak. I think she does a good job in that role. Thank you for saying that preserving the sex scene is the right call, because I, I stand by that. I forgot yeah, the, about that until you mentioned it. The old Great Ones gaff that was left in the film really is emblematic of the movie itself, but I think you're onto something there. It illustrates how little anybody involved in this movie cared about what they were doing. There's no good reason why nobody caught that mistake and then left it in. That should have been corrected on the set. Was that in the script? Or did he fuck it up and they let it slide because they didn't notice? You want to do a Lovecraft shared universe and you can't get the name of the big bad of the whole fucking universe right. The great old ones. People call them the old ones. ones. Great old ones. What's the difference? Oh god, never mind. Our next comment... John Doe's right. He's right. Our next comment is from returning champion Anonymous back again. 
who says, I'm fine with turning Castle Freak into the Dunwich Horror, but at least try to do a good job. Cheap-ass, I like that, it sounds like he's doing something. <laughs> Cheap-ass movie can't write good characters or do anything but string a bunch of dumb scenes together with some taboo, titillating crap that fucking Glenn Danzig might think is pretty badass, but the rest <laughs> of us aren't horny adolescents anymore. You know what? Glenn Danzig just keeps fucking coming back. It'll never go away now. It's a part of it. Yeah. We'll never be free of him. And I think it's just boring, too. This lazy shithead movie has almost nothing to offer. I think there's a reason producer, in quotes, I don't know why that's in quotes. It is documented she is a producer. I think there's a reason that producer Barbara Crampton didn't even bother to film any kind of cameo for this turd. She knew better than to have her face permanently associated with 2020's cinematic equivalent of a broken toilet in a rundown <laughs> gas station bathroom. Castle for Jesus Christ. Yeah, people really did not. I mean, we just kind of thought it was stupid. Apparently, people really did not like this movie. This quote should be on the fucking poster. 2020 cinematic equivalent of a broken toilet in a rundown <laughs> gas station bathroom. That should be on the poster. That's yeah. a pull quote for you right there. That should be to Anonymous. Anonymous. That's good. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Anonymous. And I want to thank you sincerely for mentioning Glenn Danzig, because yeah. why not? Somebody's you're right. He it. probably thought this was badass. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you so much for the comment, Anonymous. And that, that last quote is probably going to take up some real estate in my head for a while. It's probably not going anywhere <laughs> for a long time yeah the cinematic equivalent of a broken toilet in a rundown gas station bathroom i want that to be the quote for like trapo (laughs) yeah the podcasting equivalent of a broken toilet in a rundown gas station bathroom trapo that's it that's our epitaph right there our next comment is from something hey at least they they put something got it i love it the movie would have been an instant classic if the castle freak had taken the good doctor up on his offer and they both just got high in that filthy tunnel together <laughs> the lady really needed to relax and that heroine might have been just with the doctor <laughs> see what you did there that would have changed shit the climax yeah. of that movie would have been vastly different if she were just fucking high on heroin at the end just in a fucking filthy tunnel with some crazy fucking drug dealer you have to be up on that hilltop somebody in the great old one say no man she's nodding out just let her chill for a she while she's going nowhere bro no thank you so much for the comment something and you may be on to something oh god i did it i'm sorry i'll never do it again our next comment is from our real best friend and returning champion max power sorry john doe oh, yeah. and max power says spring is in full bloom the sun is shining green grass and fragrant flowers swaying on the breeze it's a time of renewal and rebirth a time that inspires the poetic minded to create art that survives the ages art to stir the soul and enrich the mind what better more appropriate time than now to discuss castle freak which is all about rebirth and renewal the very heart of spring itself the rebirth of a cult classic thrashing madly in its own afterbirth a wild and malignant thing as repellent as it is alluring much like the professor's beloved old great ones themselves as they return to our world at the film's conclusion the horrible glory that claws its way out of of blind protagonist Rebecca's nether region in Castle Freak's final moments is a perfect metaphor for the film itself. A violent act of creation or recreation, hideous and malformed, unwanted and unloved. And what rough beast, it's our come at last, slouches towards Albania to be reborn. Is Castle Freak a festering pile of rotting garbage baking in the hot sun? Is Castle Freak a lo-fi wonder of excess and bad taste, a rarity in an age of safe blockbusters and cinematic comfort food? Is Castle Freak a gross miscalculation or a blood-drenched bullseye? Yes, he 
paraphrased Yeats, I believe, in this uh, strange poem. I, okay, thank you, Max Power, for whatever that was. I don't Another know. glorious comment, as always. A horrible glory. I think it's in What Rough Beast, it's our come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Yeah, that's that's a quote from Yeats. He, he's dropping some knowledge on us, Kai. Fantastic. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Uh, thank you, thank Max you. Power. I mean, just slap me in the face with a fucking rubber dick. That's fine. <laughs> Good job, Max Power. You did, you did it, Max it. Power. Thank you. You did it. Our next comment, also on 2020's Castle Free, comes from A Dangerous Mind. A Dangerous Mind writes, This movie's trying too hard to be cool and messed up, and I can't take it seriously. Oh, there's a scene where the Castle Freak's mother, Jailer, masturbates with the end of the whip. The Castle Freaks bang that blindfolded prick John, and he somehow can't tell the difference between Sheila's presumably average sides vagina and the Grand Canyon between the Castle Freak's legs. <laughs> At the climax, the old ones come back to our world, and a one-eyed roast bead monster spills forth from our protagonist's birth <laughs> Do you think that's supposed to say roast beef? Roast beef, probably. I was thinking beast. Roast beast. That's what the Grinch carves at the end of uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He carves the roast beast. It's edgelord crap that doesn't serve the story at all because the story is paper-thin trash being acted out by a coterie of fools who can't even bother trying to pretend that they're not completely checked out on camera. The actress who plays the castle freak is the exception, but aside from the surely arduous makeup application process each day, that had to be the most exciting and liberating role in the whole production. The original 1995 movie really is much better on every level, and it blows this bold reimagining out of the water. This is the kind of movie an awkward adolescent would watch and think, whoa, that's badass, and then rewatches and it and wonder why they had such a terrible taste back in the day. The fucking roast bead monster comes out? The roast bead monster. When you watch it again later, you go, oh, well, that's kind of fucking stupid. I think this is a Veronica situation for me where I have to say I won't defend the movie, but I enjoy it. Now that I've watched it fucking four times for Trapo, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this movie again. I think I'm good. Thank you so much for the comments. And we're closing out this mailbag with one final comment from our old friend, Anonymous. Our oldest friend. Anonymous writes, You guys pointed out the masturbation inception thing with the Castle Freak watching ladies play solo in two different timelines simultaneously. And I can't stop thinking about that. It's so stupid and weird and I can't believe that's a real thing. Half of this movie is either the Castle Freak or that skeevy Marco guy peeping on naked ladies from behind crumbling walls why is this movie such a pervert (laughs) that's just one of the many problems anonymous i'm glad somebody else noticed what i noticed or at least wanted to call attention to it because that's That's such a a weird moment castle freak is in the past in a flashback watching her mother masturbate and then in the present rebecca is having a vision of this while she's sleeping and she's also masturbating castle freak is watching her sister masturbate and her sister is dreaming of castle freak watching her mother masturbate that's so fucking weird it's weird inception masturbation shit go <laughs> the movie's a pervert it really is it's no... a good call the, why is this movie such a pervert it is a pervert i'm a person who's not against nudity in movies there are a lot of people who think oh we don't need nudity in movies anymore because we've got porn it's like we've had porn forever you still have nudity in movies if the nudity makes sense in a movie that's perfectly acceptable you can have sex scenes you can have shower scenes you can have whatever you want something as casual as a woman just changing her clothes or a guy taking his pants off i don't give a fuck you can have nudity in movies We're adults. We can watch a movie with nudity in it and not lose our minds. But Castle Freak does 
stuff. The definition of gratuitous nudity in this movie. It just throws that shit out there. If you're a 13-year-old boy in 1997 or whatever, and somehow you watch this version of Castle Freak, you might have a blast. I don't know if it's going to play that well for a 13-year-old boy in the year 2022. I'm not going to complain about the nudity because there's very attractive women getting naked in the movie. That's fine. Was it all necessary? No. It seems like that's all this movie had going for it, was it's like shock value. The original movie never really went there. It's restraint was an important point, I think. That movie could have gone hog wild, but it didn't. Stuart Gordon showed proper restraint when he didn't need to. I don't know if it's even fair to compare the two movies, honestly. They're completely different animals. That's true. I think the 2020 Castle Freak is successful in doing what it set out to do, but I don't think what it set out to do was all that clever or even interesting. It's, it wasn't a worthwhile adventure. Could have I been. still think I enjoyed it overall. It had the potential. Reimagining Castle Freak as a variation of the Dunwich Horror could have worked incredibly well. There's a lot of potential there to tell, I mean like a real story. Not some bullshit softcore with a bunch of gore in it. This could have been a a real effective horror movie if they wanted to make that. The writer of Castle Freak 2020 also wrote Jacob's Wife, and Jacob's Wife is much better than this. I don't know what the fuck happened. I think if the writer really buckled down and tried to make this a serious-minded adaptation of the Dunwich Horror, and really tried to go for the horror aspect instead of this shock value bullshit, I think it could have been a much more worthwhile movie. That's not what we got. We got what we got. And that's fine, I guess. We got what we got. We got what we got. I think now we can officially close the book on Castle Freak, now that we've done this. I think we're done. We can move on with our lives. That means you too, dear listeners, can move on with your lives. We don't need any more comments on this uh, blog post. We can move on. If you want to leave a comment on yes, any post on, of on your choosing, post. go to com. Tell us what the fuck you think. I won't ignore the Castle Freak posts. I think I'm just, I'm burned out talking about Castle Freak. I didn't think it could happen, but it did. Mm-hmm. It, look, I, I don't even know why I'm going to say this, because apparently it doesn't fucking matter to you people. But did you know that Trapo has uh, an official email address? Did you know we have email? Uh, I do, but no one else does. It's a secret. It's such a big secret, we only tell people about it at the end of every single fucking episode. <laughs> Like now, I'm going to tell you, dear listeners, that we have an email address. It's traposhow at gmail.com, T-R-A-P-P-O show at gmail.com. You can send us an email, an email, one email. Tell us stuff, anything you want. I don't care. Hey, Romy, you want to tell us that French silk pie recipe in private? Send it to traposhow at gmail.com. I'll make it. That'd be great. Send you pictures. I mean, I'll send you pictures of that pie, but I'll send you pictures of something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a distended castle freak pie. Oh, I used the term distended. That's what that was. That was like a prolapsed vagina at the end with an eyeball coming out of it. Roast bead. Anyway, we got the email address. Please, for the love of all things holy, somebody out there, if you're hearing this, send us an email. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of Castle Freak, if you want. Tell us what you think about the sun rising and and setting and the cicadas you know wolves i guess wolves tell us what you think about the behavior of wolves in the wild tell us about what you did 
where the bodies are buried. Whatever you want. I don't care. We won't share that information unless you want us to. Like, if this is a confession kind of thing, you want us to alert the FBI. Trapo can help bring a killer to justice, I guess is what I'm saying, Kai. With your help, dear listeners. Anyway, fuck it. We're done. Trapo's mailbag is empty. It's empty as fuck. Thank you to everyone for your comments. We're fucking unfinished. I'm, I'm spent. So, uh, I'm gonna go. I'll figure something out. I'm gonna pass out in the toilet tonight, eventually, anyway, so. Might as well get that party started. <laughs> I'm gonna dick in my hand, passed down the story. <laughs> yeah, kick it back, Castle Freak. All right. Anyway, just skip the fuck off the internet, because that's what I'm about to do. So, bye. <laughs>